passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Almost Lost Our Belief in Colts. Um, I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Gerard Powers. Gerard, we ain't going to talk about the Colts yet. I just want to say hi. It's nice to see you. Uh, good to talk with you. And it's been, it's already pleasant, much more pleasant than it was yesterday, at least for me. How's, how's life been treating you uh, this past week? No, I had a good weekend. Uh, the boys won their youth football game. So I was excited about that. But my Auburn Tigers and uh, my Colts had a had a uh i guess a performance that i wasn't expecting both big games and uh, i wasn't expecting that performance from either team so <laughs> oh my goodness no no you're right absolutely there was uh there was a lot of disappointments throughout the nfl mm-hmm. uh not just the indianapolis colts not just your auburn uh tigers in in, in college uh i mean look cincinnati started out zero and two right uh the raiders just lost the New York football giants are 2-0. and I mean, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought that the Colts would be 0-2, the Bengals would be 0-2, and, and the New York football giants would be 2-0. It's, it's just crazy start to the 2022 NFL season. Uh, speaking of crazy starts, if you are interested in dropping some money, Maybe not on certain teams, but hey, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device and make your first sports deposit bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's get into this, because I have so many things to talk about with this game against Jacksonville. First off, heading into the season, Colts fans thought, all right, week one. Should be an easy. We'd be able to break that curse, right? You know, break that week one curse that we had for so long. No, no, we got to tie that with the Texans. And then we thought, all right, then Jacksonville, right? It's a whole new team. We went out and got a whole bunch of new players, got a a new quarterback. We should be able to do something about that. I mean, come on. After what happened in week 18 of last year, surely we're going to look better than that. Right. Right. No. Right. <laughs> we lay the biggest egg in 
that I've seen in so this is worse than the deflate gate destruction that happened in the AFC championship. <laughs> Man, I'm disappointed too. I am. Um, I was trying to be an optimist. I was, I was encouraged on some of the things I saw in week one, but there's really no excuse in week two. Um, I mean, just from the offensive production standpoint, I want to say we finished with like 250 something total yards. So it's just something that where it's just like, we can't do that. Like, we can't perform like that. And defensively, again, we didn't look awful, but we damn sure don't look up to par like how we expect it to be. Um, I mean, yeah, they got playmakers as well. They got some good good talent around them. You, they're a young team that's starting to, I guess, find themselves, find who they are. I get all that, but we're supposed to be way ahead of the curve uh, than what we're showing these past two games. So I'm concerned. I think last week I said – my level of concern was like a three, maybe a four, but I want to say I said three or so. But I, I, I might be in the eight-ish right now. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't know how to, how to even justify what I, what I saw on Sunday. So, I mean, what, what are you thinking right now? What, what's going through your head from a fan perspective? Because my perspective is always from a player side. I understand what the players are going through. Uh, when they're going through the game and, you know, expectations not meeting them or going far beyond them, whatever the case may be, I kind of understand it from a player uh, perspective. But from a fan perspective, this is my first time really having these, like, crazy emotional feelings uh, about what I expect my teams that I root for every Sunday, every Saturday, uh, how to play. So uh, what what are you thinking from a fan perspective? Well, from my, I'm kind of the optimistic fan, right? And I'm always looking at things half full, looking for things that, you know, a team can build off of, things of that. After watching the game on Sunday, which, let me tell you, was the longest three hours I have had in a very, very, very long time. I could have been sitting in the BMV for three hours and had a better time, okay? Uh, but the situation... There was just so much that was wrong with that game. You could not – the defense couldn't get an incomplete pass accomplished. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was 25 of 30, all right? Couldn't get a turnover. Get Almost the- had two interceptions, but could not get their hands wrapped around it, right? Yeah. Oh, Gilmore and uh, Blackman both had hands on the ball, but just could not come away with it. Uh could not get pressure on Trevor at all. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I'm looking at Gus Bradley and I'm going, dude, okay, we expected something out of this. You know, you talked about at the, in the all offseason, hey, we're an attacking front four. You can't attack when you are only got three down linemen going after the quarterback. Jacksonville was up. It was fourth down and three. Jacksonville was going for it, and you dropped Quiddy Pay into coverage, okay, which, you know, gives Trevor Lawrence all day to sit there and wait and look. You couldn't get pressure with four guys. What makes you think sending only three was going to do anything, right? <laughs> uh, so, obviously, at, at that point, who does Trevor throw it to? The guy that Quiddy Pay is closest to because Quiddy's not a cornerback or a safety, you know, or even a linebacker. Look, I like Quiddy Pay, but he shouldn't be in coverage, okay, especially on a fourth down and three, in my opinion, uh, and you're down. Come on now. Gus, Gus, he's not sending very many blitzes. It, look, 
people want to talk so much about Matt Eberflus about you know what he was going what he did with the uh the defense last year the year before mm-hmm. the year before but at least you saw him adjust in second half right you would see him adjust his his defense if he wasn't getting pressure he would send blitz occasionally i hardly saw any of that from Gus Bradley's defense and this is Look, if you can't get pressure on a guy and he's just completing, 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 completing on you, you got to do something different. You got to make adjustments in the game because if you don't, you're just asking to be whooped on. And that's exactly what happened, you know, defensively. Yeah, yeah from, uh, from, from that side of the ball, I can understand the frustrations that you might see. But again, when you go back and look at the final uh, – the numbers, you know, at the end of it, it might not tell you how the game went, but I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, what, 25 for 30 or whatnot, but I want to say he only threw 220, 230, which is not bad. And then I think um, rushing the ball, it was under 100 yards. I think total yards, Jacksonville had like 315, 320-ish, uh, someone in there, which is not horrible, but you want to keep him under 300. Don't get me wrong. So I'm with you in trying to cause more pressure just to try to make more plays. Uh, it just seems like we were kind of methodical. Uh, you kind of they kind of knew what we were going to be in. It was easy completions, little short completions here or there. One really the shots. It wasn't really necessarily big plays uh, that kind of killed us in the passing game. It was just good timing, little throws, and good little dink and donks that kept the clock moving. Uh, we couldn't get off third down like I would like. Uh, Stefan had a couple opportunities to get off, get the team off on third down. Uh, couldn't make the play. I think the same with uh, Kenny Moore as well. Uh, but but I'm with you though. I I mean you you definitely want to have something going on with the defense to where we're causing pressure. We we we're in the quarterback's face. Uh, you know we're we're doing things that create turnovers. I guess at the end of the day. Uh, but when again though, when you look back at the the numbers. Like I said, it's not like they're playing horrible, but at that same token, what we expect, the turnovers, the playmakers that we got on defense, the pass rushers now, um, I mean, I guess we were just expecting uh, more of a, 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 I guess, control chaos on defense rather than us kind of sitting back and kind of just take whatever's given to us at the end of the day. So I'm with you, but I will say a good point is – you know, right now we're not playing complimentary football. Maybe maybe he feels he can't do what he wants to do as a defense just because offensively they're not giving him nothing. They're uh time on the, the sidelines to adjust. You know, it's three and outs. It's, it's, it's like the, the our guys, I want to say the offense ran 48 plays versus Jacksonville. We're talking 48. My son, my 12-year-old son played in a game, and I want to say they had like, like 50-something plays total. And we're talking a 12-U football game. So for a professional team to only have the ball 48 times, I mean, that that tells you your defense is on the field a lot. And you might not have time to make the adjustments that you need to make because maybe guys are gassed. Maybe guys are, you know, just, just, just not playing complimentary football right now. There was a bright spot to this defense, and that was the run D, okay? Yeah. For yeah. the game, they averaged, the, again, the Colts D, gave up only three yards a carry for the day. And if it wasn't for that 40-plus yard run that they gave up, it would have been one yard a carry average, you know, that the DA gave up. And that would not have been a 40-plus yard run. I'm looking at you, Zaire Franklin, okay? Because, all right, so, Gerard, I don't know. You correct me if I'm wrong on this. 
But to me, it looked like he was trying to spark the defense and channel his inner um, Shaquille Leonard on trying to tackle him in the open field because he dove for him and his left arm went low, you know, down around where the hips are. His upper hand reached out trying to swat at the ball on the tackle and in doing so could not wrap up missed missed the ball completely and there went uh etn for or no james robinson i think it was actually for uh, for 40 plus yards and a touchdown should he have actually came up high like that and swatted or should he just wrapped probably should have just made the tackle i mean i get at being a playmaker y'all you want to take your chances or take your shots and potentially causing a turnover or you're, you're seeing the ball in certain uh, angles that you might think that punch it out, rip it out, whatever the case may be. But like every coach would tell you, if you're going to do that, you got to make sure that you're, you're for like, you're surely going to make the tackle as well. Uh, so he didn't do a good job in making sure that he was going to make the tackle, even though he was trying to make another play. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, that situation, you got to just make the tackle. I mean, we, we can't afford to have a big play, a big run like that, especially with how the game is going. Uh, you just want to make a tackle and uh, live to play another down and hopefully something can happen after that. Um, but it, just from a player perspective, it's kind of hard to fault a guy trying to make a play. But at that same token, I'm pretty sure he got a minus because that's a missed tackle at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's enough about the defense. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave the defense alone. Uh, they did not perform nearly as bad as what that splash. other side of the ball looked, right? We need some splash plays on defense. Like right now with our offense struggling the way that they're struggling, just far as getting off to fast starts, uh, you know, guys kind of banged up already. Our defense has to be the staple. Our defense has to create turnovers. Like we have to be – uh, the group to give the offense more opportunities to kind of get things going. And like I said, right now, it's just not complimentary football at all right now for these first two games. No, no, it's not. I mean, uh, you have to be clicking in all three phases in order to win in a game in the NFL because every team is good, right? I mean, you, you, two out of the three, two yeah. out of the three has to be well, like normally you you won't watch a game and be like, well, the offense played good, but the defense played horrible and special teams played horrible and you won. You never, you never look like you got to have at least two out of the three in order to put your team in position to win, if that makes sense. And special teams had no opportunity really uh, to, to make a play because uh, let's see here. We, we saw Chase McLaughlin one time and that was on kickoff at halftime. That was the only time we got to see him the entire game. Uh, you know, it's, not to cut you off. It's, in, it's embarrassing to get shut out in the NFL with, with, with the rules, with, how the game is officiated, how the game is played. Like, it's kind of like they're, they're, they're trying their best to give you points in the NFL nowadays. So it's kind of crazy to get to, to, to get shut out in an NFL game, even though you look across the league and there was a lot of kind of close, uh, low-score type games uh, this past weekend or whatnot. But to get completely goose egg, I mean. And you've thing. said it. You've said it multiple times on this show that the rules have been changed to make it easier on the offense and tougher on the defense, right? So, yeah. you know, it just it's worse now to get shut out yeah. than it was 20 years ago. Like, to see a team get shut out, it's just like, oh, what happened? Like, there's no way the defense was balling like that to just shut out it. Like, you can ball on defense and still give up 17 points 
you know, 21 points and you could still have a great balling type day on defense, but to get completely shut out, it's just like, man, either the offense was just that horrible or that bad, or it was just turnovers galore. And uh, you look at our game, I mean, three turnovers, some bad interceptions, can't move the ball. You're down early, so we can't really run the ball no more because now we're facing time against the clock. And so now your best player is completely taken out of the game. And Jonathan Taylor, which not necessarily I'm saying taken out of the game, but he can't be featured in what he does best uh, because we're trying to play catch up. And right now we're still having receivers that's trying to step up to the plate and make a name and, you know, uh, I guess take over some roles, which I still see some bright spots a little bit in the room with uh with 16 making a couple uh plays or whatnot and strong coming on making a couple catches so i do see that room still you know uh got some good days ahead of them if that makes sense but just overall from an offensive perspective in general uh i mean it's hard to just point out one position it's it's everybody man everybody looks bad right now it looks like like the there is no unison with the offense like they they're not playing with each other you know that they 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 don't have faith in each other that's the way it looks like to me you go out there you look like a bunch of guys who got together one night to go play backyard football and they don't understand each person's freaking role well you know that's that's what it looks like at least that's what it looked like this sunday right Man, I think for me, the biggest uh, thing I can say for this Sunday, like, so you got one o'clock game, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's always had like this aura, like just like they're a bad team and all. Oh, we got to go to Jacksonville. And for whatever reason, it seems like our coach teams over the years have kind of just played into that, you know, not thinking that you really got to get up for the game. You know, it just they look lackadaisical. They look like no energy, nobody's just bouncing around, flying around. It just looked like they were just going to work, regular game, let's just get this game over with, beat these guys and go home. It looks like the same mentality they had, you know, week one, to where it's like, man, it's like you just go up there to Houston with the right energy, the right mindset, you know, if it's a tough game or not, you're going to come out with a win regardless. So it just seems like from a mental aspect right now, guys are just – I don't know. I mean, and you know, one your your best player is not playing, you know, right now at the moment. The heart, the soul, the the leader, you know, and Shaq, you know, he's not out there on the field, you know, with his armor on right now. So maybe that's the part we miss. And I don't know. I'm trying to find any excuse I can possibly make to kind of justify what I watched on Sunday at the end of the day. All right. So I'm gonna break down the the Everything starts with the offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. When when it comes to the offense, that offense starts with that protection, that offensive line. You got to be able to create holes for the run game. You got to be able to protect your quarterback. Quarterback's not going to do very good. Uh, go go ask Joe Burrow. All right, he's on pace for what 127 sacks this year. Okay, yeah. literally, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, Joe Burrow over there. Um, but and they went out and got guys. But yeah, still, they upgraded from last year. <laughs> my goodness. But, okay, so our offensive line did not play well either, okay? Uh, Matt Pryor, dude, we got we to gotta move on from him. If we don't, we got to have chips or something for him. This guy cannot defend an edge rush for nothing, okay? Josh Allen made him look like uh, a, a freaking – traffic cone out there okay he did he, he no, looked he it looked did. bad no, he def- 
a mismatch. And and you might be right in that, but just for Josh Allen's, uh, I'm not trying to pump any Jacksonville <laughs> players up or anything. Oh, I love Josh Allen. I've been pumping people, him people, since he came yeah, into the league. Yeah, people people need to kind of start recognizing Josh Allen as one of the premier pass rushers in the league. He can get the job done. And then you look at the rookie they got from George on the other side. I mean, they look mm-hmm. identical. It looked like the same players on both sides of the defense or whatnot. So I mean, it was a. It, I mean, we talked about it last pod with with that O line versus their D line being, you know, the kind of, I guess, viewpoint everybody will be watching for this game. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Our O line was bad. Uh, Penter, even Smith, Smith got paid last year and ain't done. Uh, in the last, I don't know, six or seven games since he's got paid, he hasn't played very well, okay? Uh, look, Danny Pinter, he got beat a few times. Uh, it's difficult to run block in the NFL when there's eight, nine guys in the box. So you're kind of yeah. putting your offensive line in a bad spot, trying to run the ball with a super overloaded box. That's a situation where Matt Ryan needs to check out of that into a quick pass or something. All right. At least that's the way I look at it. And and where do you lay the blame on that? Trying to run into the teeth of a defense so much. Does that go on the head coach or does that uh, for the play calling or does that go to the quarterback for not audibling out into something that's more adva- advantageous to uh, to the offense? I think what uh, it might be more advantageous right now, just because of nothing that was nothing was working. But over the past you know year, I mean, we've been playing defenses with eight nine in the box trying to stop Jonathan Taylor every week. So it's not like it's something new or something that uh, we haven't seen. You know, sometimes it's just like no, our our guys are just better than your guys. We don't care if you got eight in the box, nine in the box. You know, we got one of the best running backs in the league. You're going to have to stop him. It's no different than Derrick Henry. You know, every every defense they face, they're going to put eight, nine in the box. Um, but you would think that once we got down, uh, you know, it, it just it just more urgency. I get. I, I didn't see the urgency at the end. You know, it, it seemed like when we were playing Houston and they felt like the game was starting to – the momentum was starting to lean towards Houston. It seemed like we, you know – brought some urgency on the field when we took the field that second half, third, fourth quarter, you know, a little quick tempo and getting Matt rhythm, get Matt Ryan more of a rhythm in the game. But it seems like this Jacksonville game, it just seemed like it wasn't no rhythm. It wasn't no urgency. It didn't seem like we were trying to, you know, get things going. It's just like whatever we did, it's like Jacksonville had the perfect play call or just wanted to stop the guys more so than our guys wanted to succeed. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, look, we, we were missing Michael Pittman Jr. out there, and I understand that is a big loss. That but, is a big loss. But, I mean, come on. There not were a loss, though. Yeah. No, no, not that big of a loss. I mean, he's your best He's he's your best receiver. Uh, there, there's no arguing that. Uh, and then, of course, Alec Pierce wasn't out there, who's, but he's a rookie, you know. You got guys out there that were literally open at times, mm-hmm. and Matt just was not hitting them. Whether he was uh, looking them off too quick, like I had noticed, like um, that uh, first and goal um, at the five yard line in the in the fourth quarter, he looked off Kylan Granson as he was uh, 
cutting out to the sideline. He could have just launched it to the sideline. He could have easily caught it, walked in for a touchdown. He looked him off, and by the time he looked him off, uh, you know, the 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 pass rush was there, and he had to scramble and get sacked and blah, blah, blah. I don't – because when you have your top – two of your top three guys, arguably, out at wide receiver, the quarterback at that point, does that – that's got to change. I agree with the everything. Play calling, game flow, everything. Like, hey, we got two of our best guys out. Matt, ball is in your hands. Let's get it. Let's get us back in this thing. I'm with you. And um, you know, maybe Matt was, uh, you know, looking off guys a little too quick or whatnot, or maybe in certain calls in certain situations he was going over his progressions or his reads the way he's been coached. So uh, you know, unless we're in the room to kind of know what his responsibilities are, you're right though. And like, hey, man, we're down. Like, let's make a play. Like, this is what the defense gives us. Like, lunch one up. Uh, but it just, I don't know. It, se- it just seems like chemistry rhythm, guys not being on the same page. It's just mistakes that I didn't think, you know, we would see uh, coming out of the preseason. I mean, it's the same stuff that we kind of saw in the preseason with the slow starts. And, you know, I was one of the ones that was just like, hey, no, it's going to get better. Better it is preseason. But, you're trying to see stuff that was going on preseason linger on to the season. So now I'm really kind of concerned and kind of worried going forward on how we're going to look. So obviously the players play on the field. So uh, a large chunk of the responsibility for this game does fall on them, but the coaches prepare the team, get them ready, a bunch of other, how much responsibility if you're going to drop percentage wise, of this game falls on the shoulders of the coaching staff. Oh, it's 50-50. You know, just just as big as everybody's upset at uh, Coach Reich and, you know, you see all the Twitter nonsense and all that stuff. I mean, he just signed an extension for one, so he's not going anywhere to anytime soon, in my opinion. But um, it's 50-50. I mean, players – I mean, you ought to check some of these guys' Twitter mentions. I mean, these guys get the same blame. They get – accused and you know it's it's plenty fans that watch the film just like we do and they go directly to the player social medias and let them know exactly how they feel how they feel and all that so everybody get a share of the blame but for right now i think it's 50 50 um you know just because i mean of course we would love for the game plan to be a little different especially when you got certain guys out especially when you get down in the game you would love to see matt ron of his old self kind of sling the thing around and uh you know will us to a win in Jacksonville, which is very needed. And then on the flip side, you you would want the coaches – I mean, you would want the players to execute whatever the game plan is to the best of their abilities. On paper right now, our team is supposed to be one of the better teams in the NFL when it comes to just guys on paper. But that's why you do play on Sunday is you got to prove it on Sunday. And for whatever, for whatever reason right now, you know, we just got to figure out what what the heck is going on, get to a bottom of it, and everybody get on the same page. And the play, I mean, for, the reason why I say 50-50, players has to go. Players have to there and play with a certain energy, a certain level of intent, certain urgency. Like coaches can't motivate you at the end of the day. You're grown. You know, you're getting a check. You know, you get you get a check every every Tuesday. You get a, a NFL well paying check that a lot of people would love to have. So that that should be your own mode while you're playing football. It's not a coach's job 
to motivate a player. Your your money's going to motivate you. But at that same token, it is a coach's job to get players ready to go as far as in a game plan, putting guys in position to make plays. And right now you're not seeing the best of that and you're not seeing the best of, uh, I guess, the players doing what they're supposed to do on the field at the end of the day. How hot is the seat for Frank Reich and Chris Ballard? Oh, man, I think it's definitely getting warm. Um, I think Ursay has had a lot of patience, especially with Chris. Uh, you know, he's, he's done everything the right way. And, and, and sometimes stuff just don't work out. But I'm not going to speak that negativity into our coach building uh, at the moment because I do think Chris is still one of the best GMs in football. And I think Coach Wright is one of the better football coaches uh, in football as well. Uh, but I do definitely think that things get warm. I mean, Jim, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we know about his rock star lifestyle and all the, 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 the stuff that he brings outside of football. But bottom line is he's a football head. He wants to win at the end of the day. And if he's not winning, I mean, he's the same guy that cut Peyton Manning and don't think that he'll make it. He won't other he has to at the end of the day. So I definitely think that that seat's getting warm. Do you think that there is co- – uh position coaching changes that that might happen uh before uh the head coach change in order for maybe because we see this sometimes to to kind of change things up you know in order to save your own job you know head coach will be like all right this gotta change all right position coach we're gonna go different here uh try something different do you think that 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 could be uh in the future for the for the colts yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna try to think that our team is gonna just do horrible and we're gonna be looking for a new uh, a new coaching staff from from anybody. I think we're gonna get better. I do. I still think we're gonna win, uh, but I can see if things do go left uh, within the course of the year, uh, maybe assistants going before the head coach goes. I mean, it's just, it's it's it's. it's huh. It's tough. It's tough when it comes to making the right decision for the organization at the end of the day. And like you said, if you get to that point, you basically got job guys that's just doing whatever they possibly can to save their job, save the team uh, at the end of the day. So I can see coaches going before Coach Wright uh, goes uh, for sure. What's that locker room like right now? Oh, it's coming in the day after. Guys. It's a lot of pissed off guys. There's some guys that's probably feeling a little disappointment as well. Um, you know, just thinking that the season one going to go like this. But I mean, but at that same token, we've been in this type of position before uh, as far as not the season off like we want to and then figuring it out, getting into the playoffs and doing all that. So we still got a lot of football left to be played and still got a good enough roster to, to make things happen and, uh, you know, change the, the sort of what our season's looking like right now. Uh, but you got guys that's pissed off, and uh, hopefully, I mean, traditionally with the coach locker room is when guys get pissed off, you know, guys go back to work. You know, they they just go out there on the practice field during the course of the week and try their best to get better and get ready for the uh, opponent the next week. So hopefully it kind of increases everybody's ur- uh, sense of urgency on far as, like, we need to get a win and get things going in the right direction right now, which starts in, in the – the week of preparation. So I'm pretty sure guys is in the building right now trying to figure it out, staying extra, doing whatever they possibly can to figure this out before it goes left. So this is something that uh, it, it might motivate guys to to do work outside uh, of their traditional work in order to prepare 
for the next week, like maybe watch an extra film or or something oh, yeah. of that nature? I mean, because when you're losing in a building, everybody's job is kind of, uh, I guess, on, on the, the microscope. I mean, everybody's looking at themselves at the end of the day. So right now, when we watch film and we can point out the guys that might not be playing as good, the guys that are – you know, not living up to maybe their standards. Uh, the, you know, those are the type of guys that are going to look in the mirror and know that they got to get better at their own job. They got to. And that's why I was saying one time on a pod about everybody kind of just worry about themselves. And I don't want to say that selfishly, uh, but if everybody worry about being the better person or the better player that they can possibly be within the role of their team, it's going to make the team better. Uh, when you got guys out there, like you said, the linebacker's trying to make a play when he should have just made a tackle. When you got guys that's trying to do a little too much, this is when you have certain situations to where, uh, you know, you, you'll get disappointed on a Sunday just because, you know, guys are not doing their job and you're and it's making the next man job that that harder or that much more difficult. Uh, I expect everybody to kind of look at themselves in a mirror and everybody individually try to be the best player that they can possibly be and get better this week and get ready for Sunday. So Frank Reich said that they had a very hard, strong practice Wednesday and Thursday, and then did a walkthrough on Friday. Very, very different than traditional preparing for a game week. Uh, do you think that had something to do with, with maybe being, you know, I, I don't know, not, pra- not having a, a, a full padded practice on a Friday you know, does that, do you think that has any, any effect on the game? No, I never had pads on when I played on Fridays either. Uh, so uh, when I was playing Fridays is normally just shorts and t-shirt practice would be about an hour, 15 minutes. And it's normally just scripted plays to where you just want to look sharp. Everybody's moving fast. There's no mistakes. You don't want any mistakes on Friday. Uh, I know I've been on some teams to where they do do walkthroughs on Friday as well. They'll do a walkthrough rather than a fast pace type practice. Uh, So that's all, you know, give or say, that's all just preference on your coach, your, your system, the team, just whatever they like to do on Friday. But uh, it seems like Coach Wright is trying to find the attitude or the like he, he's trying to work mentally and trying to find these guys and bring them together. So you can up some things that you normally wouldn't do. Just change it up. Just try to give the guys, a, 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 I guess, a breath of fresh air sometimes or a new change, you know, to just shock you a little bit. But I wouldn't necessarily say his change on a Friday is going to make them go to Jacksonville and play like this game. This is not like you're playing a, a opponent, you know, the Buffalo Bills or you're playing the Raven. You're not playing somebody that you don't normally see. Like, you know, every year we're going to play Jacksonville twice. And we're going to play Houston twice, you know. Uh, so this is a game that the players, you're supposed to get up for this one. Like, this means everything. Like, this is how we get into the playoffs. You know, we win our division. We're in. We ain't got to rely on anybody else if we just go and win our division. And our division right now might be one of the weakest in football, and we're sitting at the bottom of it. So we have to get things changed like that. We can't just sit here and blame Coach Wright, blame the DB coach, blame uh, Gus. We're like, yeah, we can. They they have their own faults and X's and O's and decisions being made. But when it comes to division games, that's on the players. Players got to play, you know. And players know the division at the end of the day. You know what you got to do. You've been facing these guys. You know, for the guys that's been here anyway, you've been facing the same guys in the division for a couple of years now. Yeah, people move, 
don't get me wrong, but most teams keep the core guys. You're not most teams are not letting their best players walk away. So like you're you're familiar with 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 these guys that you're playing. So that's why it was so disappointing to me um, watching the game Sunday because it, it it didn't feel like a divisional. It didn't feel like from our side that we were playing a divisional opponent that's been kicking our ass down in Jacksonville the past however many years <laughs> since 2014 I mean my goodness I that that ought to put a little fire under your seat a little bit and you didn't see it this past Sunday now as I I sit here and I think and I'm like you know if I was a player man obviously I don't know the ins and outs of playing in the NFL but you know, I, I, I do play sports or have played sports, and I know that after a situation like this, starting a season off like this, you go in, you practice your butt off, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you, you mentally, you work your, your ass off in order to prepare for the next game so that, you know, at least you know your effort, you know, and your preparedness was not the problem. Is there a... <sighs> can you overwork during the week and, and, and actually make yourself too mentally exhausted to play the, 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 the next game? No, nah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that may, I mean, it might be in some cases, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that you, you can't do that. Uh, it might, that might be the true in some cases, but from my experience, uh, paired I was the, the more confident I felt, on Sunday. So the more I could do within the course of a week, just kind of added to the confidence that I already had uh, because I hated going into the, going into games and it, it's a formation they come up in and I didn't see it or I didn't cover it within that week. Now it's like a, a train of thought that goes through like, oh, what else do they got? What else can they do off of this? So you want to be as prepared as you possible can. And if that's you know, watching hours of extra film, you can do that because at the end of the day, as the week goes on, the days uh, get shorter and shorter and shorter. So uh, when you practice on Wednesday, it's a long day. When you practice on Thursday, that's another long day. Then when you get to Friday, you're not in the building that long. When you get to Saturday, you're not in the building that long. So you really got to take advantage on Friday and Saturday mentally and trying to go over and, and, I guess, turn over every leaf possible that you think that the opposing team is going to try to attack you or try to get an advantage on. Uh, so I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that, you know, you can do too much in a week. Now, when it comes to physical stuff, yeah, you can do some physical stuff during the week that's too much to where you'll get to Sunday and your body just feels horrible. You want to feel fresh on Sunday. But mentally, I don't think you, can, I don't think you can't do enough uh, during the week. I don't think it ever stops. Uh, mentally, uh, as far as getting prepared to watch. Yeah, you got some some guys, quarterbacks in particular, you know, they're studying notes, watching film all the way up to damn near kickoff, you know, all the way up to damn near warming up or whatever the case may be. They're trying to, you know, get every mental advantage they possibly can. So, um, yeah, no to that question. <laughs> okay. So here it is. You're on the spot. You are the hypothetical defensive captain for the Indianapolis Colts just coming off this game right now. You walk into the locker room uh, getting ready for practice. Everybody's sitting there getting ready to to, uh, watch some film. What is your message to your teammates uh, for this week? 
probably get back to just doing what we do. I think right now with the whole new defensive coordinator, new this, new that, you know, it gives you it gives you an excuse if things don't go good. You got an excuse. Oh, we got a new coach. Oh, my, I got a new position coach or whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I think if, if I'm the captain and I'm walking into that room today and we're having like a players only type of defensive meeting, mm-hmm. I'm telling everybody to get back to doing what they do. Do what you got to do to play the best that you can possibly play at the end of the day, because it don't matter what the coaches call right now. All this type of stuff that all the the mistakes we're seeing is definitely coachable and correctable. I mean, but it's simple type mistakes. It's not like it's it's not like we're, we're messing up like big stuff. You know, like like I said, it ain't like like we're playing a game and we're giving up bomb after bomb and big run after big run. It's just simple stuff, filling your gaps, doing your role, uh, containing the edge, tackling, just little stuff. You know, the, the simple stuff that comes to playing football. And I'll just tell everybody to make sure they stay on top of that and just let the coaches coach do what we can, do whatever we got to do uh, to the best of our ability to, to do whatever the coach is asking us to do. But at that same token, get back to doing what we do. Do what, what got you here. If you was a good tackler in college, be a damn good tackler in the NFL. If you was a good cover guy in college covering everybody, be that same guy uh, in the NFL. Don't think you got to do someone else's job, but don't think that you know you got to do something that's out of what the coaches are asking you to do specifically, and I think that'll be fine. Awesome, awesome. So, Zaire Franklin, just take that him. message. Ta- 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 just tackle the dude. Leonard, right. <laughs> if Leonard is our gamble guy when it comes to turnovers, let him do that because that's what got him here at the end of the day. We don't need nobody trying to be Leonard. Be you. Just Absolutely. Be you. Absolutely. And you, and you say everybody gets paid on Tuesdays for the game that they just played. Now, uh, some of these guys need to hand their paychecks over to the other guys that they play in next to them. But that's why I say some guys are going to look in the mirror because mm-hmm. some guys that paycheck might change. You might get cut. You might mm-hmm. not. You know what I'm saying? There's no guarantee that you're going to be here. And then so when you're getting that paycheck and you're going to the bank and you're cashing it and then you're playing bad games week after week at some point you're not going to be able to get that check on Tuesday. So that's what I mean by everybody's going to just have to look in the mirror and just play better. I mean, there's no there's no one person to blame or one group to blame. Everybody's playing bad right now. Do the Colts stand a chance next week against the Chiefs? Yes. It's the NFL. I know on paper, yeah, the Chiefs look great. The Chiefs look – they didn't look damn good versus uh, – the freaking what was it? The Raiders? No, not the Raiders. Who did they play? No, they didn't look good versus the Chargers uh, last week and had to come back to kind of win that game. But they didn't look for the first three quarters. They didn't look like they were just this juggernaut, and you know they look better now that Tyreek hit. I mean, it's the NFL. Everybody in the NFL can be beaten at the end of the day. So just because a team might seem further along than the next, it don't mean nothing on Sunday because players got to go play. Should 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 the players be looking at a lot of these fans' posts of Kansas City is going to drop fifty on them, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna get blown told, out the I water, fans, man? I told you, players, even though they might see some of that stuff, they're they're good at you know blocking out negative attention, negative hate if they need to. 
So you might see some players that might delete their their not accounts, but might might delete the Twitter apps, might delete the Instagram apps during the season just so they can have tunnel vision. Because if you let that type of stuff creep in, then we don't stand a chance this season. You know, if you're looking for fans to motivate you or don't know how you made it made it to the NFL uh, at the end of the day, if that's your motivation. So I think guys are just going to look into the mirror, get back focused and look at next week as a big opportunity to kind of get things going back, back the way that they should be going right now. It's, it's a huge opportunity to go out and prove yourself to one of the better teams in the league. You go out there and beat those guys. Are we necessarily still concerned about week one and week two, or now we're looking forward to the next week because we put on a good show? So it's all about perspective at the end of the day. If you th- if you're gonna think you're gonna play, if you think you're gonna play bad, you're gonna play bad. If you think you're gonna play good, you're normally gonna have a good game. So I, I hope we got the right perspective as a team. Absolutely. In the NFL, it's what have you done for me lately? A huge win against the Chiefs would help put a lot this start that we had kind of in the back back rearview mirror. Well, thanks and, so much. And, yeah, Shaq, you got to come back next week if, if you're <sighs> watching us, Shaq. <laughs> Get some yeah. Chiefs, we need you, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. Would lo- love to have everybody back. Get get Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman and everybody back. Well, thanks a lot, man. A lot of great insight today, Gerard. Appreciate that. Uh, guys, if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you smash the like and share this to your favorite social media. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That was Gerard Powers. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.